0: All of the God-fearing people that we know would never do this sort of thing. No. It makes me sick. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I am Kristen.
1: And I'm her little brother, William.
0: And this week, we are going back to the Wikipedia page for urban legends to keep working our way through the alphabet. This is a
1: fairly recent voyage mm-hmm. that, that we've gone on.
0: Yeah, this is only our second episode doing this.
1: And I love, Yeah. I love what we have set out to do. It's great. Someday, we will be able to look back and say we have covered every single urban legend that exists. I know. But I did take a note for those in need of continuity, mm-hmm. uh, we first started covering every urban legend in episode 263. Yeah. Uh, so this is picking up from there. We are literally going to Wikipedia's list of urban legends, which seems fairly extensive. Yeah. And uh, we are going to be uh, doing letter A and part of letter B mm-hmm. today, uh, which means that we're going to start with me because yeah. we're going alphabetically. We're This is literally like a fastidious... Yeah particular persnickety view of urban legends as we try to mm-hmm. comb through them so we've got we got to keep an order. That's right. Which is why I'm going to start off by talking about uh an urban legend that I don't think I ever would have called an urban legend. The, I have
0: something like that too.
1: Yeah. The aerial water bomber picking up a scuba diver legend.
0: Oh, everybody's favorite <clears throat> cautionary tale from their hometown.
1: I know. Urban legend is a term that gets used Fast and loose. Yeah. Right. I think I've mentioned on the show previously um, that this is like a, a very uh, a deliberate term that was partially coined by a folklorist named Jan Harold Brunvand. Mm-hmm. And part of the original definition of urban legend is that it's told as a narrative. Right. That seems to not be the case with everything on this list, which I'm more than fine with. I'm happy to play
0: yeah, fast and loose
1: with the term. It uh, To me... Uh, let's just go ahead and redefine urban legend for Guide to the Unknown's purposes. Great. An urban legend is a um, a story, whether it's literally narrative or just something that people tell each other, about um, something bad mm-hmm. that has probably happened to somebody somewhere. Yeah. But m- more likely than not, it, it never happened to anyone anywhere. Yeah. It's just a fun, scary story.
0: That's basically all that I think of as well.
1: I think that's, that's the commonly accepted usage of urban yeah. legend. But it was originally coined by like, you know, <clears throat> learned types. Yeah, sure. You know, it was an
0: academic label.
1: People from academia, mm-hmm. exactly. But it's it's evolved. And so. the
0: Wikipedia page seems to treat just like any rumor,
1: <laughs> anything, any, any <laughs> kind of, yeah, any kind of foundless, boundless, even things that are deliberately fictional from the jump are ah. sometimes on the list. Yes. Yes. So uh, the aerial aerial. Water bomber picking up a scuba diver legend.
0: I can hardly process all those words together.
1: That's why I'm going to reset it. Mm -hmm. Here's what the story is. There's a fire, like a forest fire, right? And then uh, the firefighters put it out. And then as they're going through these sort of like burned wreckage of these woods, a corpse is found. Okay. An inexplicable corpse that doesn't seem to have died by burning there is a body in the trees oh not just anybody this is a person who is wearing scuba diving gear Huh. Might even still have the uh, the mask over their face, the aerator in their mouth, the flippers on their feet.
0: I feel like there's some like lost shit.
1: Uh, t- yes, like a polar bear being <laughs> right? on a tropical island. Yeah. Yes. The point is, how did a scuba diver end up in a tree mm-hmm. in a fire? Right. So uh, here's what I've got to explain it. Some of this is uh, from Snopes. Here, here's part of the way that they would explain this. Fire authorities in California found a corpse in a burned-out section of forest while assessing the damage done by a forest fire. The deceased male was dressed in a full wetsuit, complete with a dive tank, flippers, and face mask. A post-mortem examination revealed that the person died not from burns, but from massive internal injuries. Dental records provided a positive identification. Investigators then set about determining how a fully clad diver ended up in the middle of a forest fire. It was revealed that on the day of the fire, the person went for a diving trip off the coast, some 20 kilometers away from the forest. The firefighters, seeking to control the fire, called in a fleet of helicopters with very large buckets. Okay. They dip these buckets. I'm now moving they away from the club. They picked up. Yeah. <laughs> they they dipped their buckets <sighs> oh in the God. water, accidentally scooped up a diver and dumped him along with the water into the forest fire to put out the flames.
0: What a freak accident.
1: Bingo, bango, bongo. That's horrible. Fully clad scuba diver ends up in the tree in a forest fire, didn't die by fire, dies from the injuries sustained from being dropped out of a helicopter that is terrible <laughs> well i have great news for you because it's never happened okay good. there is not a single recorded uh instance of as this soon as ever you gave happening. a
0: chuckle i figured it must not be real
1: uh, yeah the the sort of like the 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 dirty little secret yeah <laughs> of urban legends is that they have never happened before yeah. um a lot of the time it seems to be and some of this is going to be my editorializing um, it's similar to stuff that we've talked about on the show before. Some of them are almost, uh, not in this case, obviously, but some urban legends are almost cautionary tales.
0: Yeah. Or sometimes it's something that is factual, but it's very tweaked yeah. or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking. Maybe this was perhaps somebody was dropped in this manner somewhere, but not quite these details. Yeah. I'm somebody glad somebody it's whips totally... up a story around yeah. it.
1: Um, Yeah, there's not a a single case of this ever happening. And in fact, it's incredibly unlikely for it to ever happen because helicopters don't just have some gigantic Mr. Bucket that they're dipping into the ocean. I mean, it seems
0: like the bucket would have to be like as big as the helicopter Yeah, for for this to happen and pick up a person by accident. Certainly
1: way bigger than the guy.
0: Exactly. For them to just get kind of like swept back into it.
1: I know. Like dunking a huge soup ladle into a lake. Right. I don't think so. That doesn't, that certainly doesn't happen. No, I can't Um, so also still from Snopes, usually it is what is called a bombardier water tank that is used to scoop up water. And it's not just some open-topped mm-hmm. bucket, like some Halloween candy bucket. <laughs> it usually has a one-foot wide opening okay. for the water to rush in. Yeah. One foot. Meaning it's too small an opening for a swimmer to be like trying to st- frantically swim and against we're, the current and, and get sucked scuba in. scuba
0: diving gear.
1: Right. Yeah. The, that, that would be like the plot of like, you know, one of the alien movies where yeah. like somebody pokes a hole in the hull of a ship and everything gets sucked out through like a right. dime-sized hole. Right. Doesn't happen. Or
0: way. a very weird Final Destination segment.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. Um, there are also heli tankers which are literally helicopters that have a fixed tank on them that suck up water through a hose, which is known as a quote, donkey dick. Oh, okay. I wonder who came up with that clever. Is this like an official term? Snopes used it.
0: It maybe it is just it's it's just become a colloquial thing that they all say.
1: I'm assuming this is the proper term. Yeah. The opening of the hose is only a couple of inches in diameter. Um now, I'm making light of a lot of this because it's never happened before, right. but Snopes does have A somewhat, you know, thematically related kind of incident. Uh, Though it's impossible to be scooped or sucked up into a water bomber, there has been at least one injury to a swimmer resulting from coming too near to one while it was in the process of reloading. Oh. In 1998, a swimmer in Corsica was caught in eddies caused by a bombardier. And thrown against a, a landing stage. I, I guess it's just saying the bucket went in the water. Uh-huh. Was sucking stuff up and this swimmer did get sucked to the hole. Oh. Which
0: and then is, is no good. No. And then I drowned or something because they were like attached to it? Like they couldn't get away? I don't really understand.
1: She suffered a bruised leg
0: oh that's it okay all right yeah 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 Yeah, so then it's It's like if you put the vacuum on your leg yeah Yeah. it's not
1: even like chuck pollinac guts or something like that where it just like vacuums you out it
0: honestly it's so strange that you say that (coughs) that came to me i'm gonna say either yesterday morning or this morning for some reason i just thought of that and i was like "Ugh, how miserable so it's a weird thing that (laughs) that just came up the chuck
1: pollinac Short story guts was almost passed around. Mm-hmm. It was part of a of a, like an anthology of stories. Yeah, but it was almost shared around online to people to gross yeah, each all other this out stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is like some kid you know sits his butt down on like it's disgusting some sort of a vent thing at the bottom of a pool and gets. His insides sucked to out. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. and it's like
0: very uh, evocatively described. Oh, incredibly
1: evocatively described. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Palahniuk has never written anything that didn't make me want to throw up.
0: I know. And yeah. yet, when I was a, a teenager and I wanted to be cool, I, know. There, I was like, yeah, Chuck Palahniuk, hell yeah. But there I was, was like, no
1: hork! edgier writer to be into. No. Maybe Brett Easton Ellis.
0: Oh. <laughs> also, also a big hork. Hork. Yeah. You and me both, sister.
1: Okay. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Uh, so I thought this was pretty clever, honestly, mm-hmm. on Snopes' part. It has been suggested that the legend's origin lies in a collection of how did this person die puzzles. Because mm. it is such a cut and dry tale of contrast. Yeah. Forest fire, and there's a body in a tree dressed as if they were going scuba diving. Right. How did it happen? You ask 20 questions to, to unravel it.
0: Yeah, it could be part of, what's that game we play?
1: Uh, Crack the Case. Yeah. Dad's favorite mm-hmm. game. Which is like to say that essentially it was contrived because it is unlikely and uh, absurd. Yeah. Right? But then it sort of, uh, I guess for some reason this in particular was such an evocative story or such a fun like, that seems impossible that people started to tell each other about it and it became known as something of an urban legend. Yeah. Um, They also say that the appeal of the legend lies in a combination of a few factors that I thought they were pretty much right about. One, people are endlessly fascinated by dumb way to die stories. Can you believe this guy died that way? For sure. Like the the Darwin Awards or something like that, which is... What actually has happened is very bleak.
0: Yes, I know. It's it's really messed up, What an actually. idiot for
1: dying in an unlikely way. I
0: know, and they have like a family and stuff. Don't give that person a Darwin Award that I their know. family's aware of.
1: It's pretty, we, we should look at that. Ugh. It speaks to our fear of being caught in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, and of dying in a freak accident, mm-hmm. which means that it's one of those sort of like, you get to point at it and go like, that happened to somebody else. Right. It lets you feel distanced from a dangerous thing, thereby feeling safe. Um, The puzzlement of the authorities trying to figure out how did this guy end in the tree is seen as amusing to the readers who may have already figured out what happened, thus giving them that I'm smarter than they are kind of feeling, Mm -hmm. which I... Which I, these are great pieces of analysis. I yeah, think. Like I think the, so too. The reasons why people would latch onto this. this. Yep. Now I did find this is a, a story. This myth has been used in pop culture mm-hmm. in a few different ways. A big one huh. is a, a movie I've never seen before. called. Yeah, Mag- I've never
0: heard of this before.
1: Mag- You've never heard of this legend before? No. Uh-uh. Wow. I'm actually going to prove you wrong in a second. Okay. But uh, the movie Magnolia.
0: I've never seen Magnolia. I've
1: never seen Magnolia. Oh,
0: really? I've never seen I it. I thought that you have and you liked it.
1: No, never oh, saw it. Oh, okay. But evidently they talk about this legend, because I think Magnolia is one of those movies where it's like, can you believe how intertwined people's lives yeah. often are? And this is used as an example of like, it's incredibly unlikely that it would happen, but it happened.
0: Uh-huh, okay.
1: Um. So it's used a good effect for their story.
0: I, I do want to see Magnolia, but clearly not badly enough.
1: Yeah, I guess not. Because I guess I would have seen it. But... I, I would like to watch it. Me too. Yeah um it was in uh season two episode five of csi
0: oh okay then so i, I know for a fact have. you've
1: seen it we used yeah. to we used to literally with de- i'm surprised this hasn't come up in some way shape or form
0: i think it has we Me-
1: used to uh collectively mainly the three of us i think mom you probably watched a few with i know our mom's watching live. Yeah, yeah yeah you probably watched a few with us but, but it's like
0: not necessarily her jam really right yeah
1: we would buy the complete seasons of csi and then very deliberately go episode one episode two watch yep. them all together and so I remember this episode where they find oh. a scuba diver in a tree. Um, I didn't remember what happened. Uh-huh. Uh, the episode is called Scuba Doobie Doo. What a show. <laughs> well, a hell of a that show. It
0: seems like a good thing. Honestly, so the reason I know that we've talked about it before on the show is that one, maybe two people have reached out to us and said, I would love to hear you guys talk about CSI. Oh, really? Because we must have mentioned it. Yeah, I would
1: love to talk about CSI. There are some crazy storylines on CSI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do find a, a scuba diver in a tree in a forest fire and they really have to piece out what happened. They end up, they do discuss the notion of being dumped from a bucket mm-hmm. thing and they're like, no, nah, it didn't happen that way. And it seems almost crazier. What happens? Yeah, it's like the guy was murdered and then his body was placed in the forest to make people think it his death happened like... An accident like the original urban legend yeah but really he was murdered and placed in a wetsuit
0: that is crazy that is and crazy. then he has to be placed up in a tree
1: no oh the fire ignited the oxygen tank which <laughs> blasted him up into the tree that is like the dumbest possible once
0: again what a show bravo i yeah, mean it's... honestly
1: i read it and i was like that is so stupid and then yeah. i was like oh but how entertaining
0: <laughs> yes definitely yeah that show is so fun
1: yeah Um, All right. We're moving on to my next urban legend. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of this and it is a shorty. Okay. This is the definition of a quick bite. Wikipedia lists it. So we're following the. the... Absolutely. We're following orders. Yep. Alexandria's Genesis.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that is for some. I don't know if it's because I'm tired. I got like really crappy sleep last night. Um, the titles of both of your things so far. I'm like, what are these words together?
1: Some of them are just not make. I couldn't agree more with you. Alexandria's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Alexandria's Genesis. I, I, I could not figure this out.
0: What is this? I,
1: at a glance, I was like about the libraries of Alexandria that were burned oh. and ro- no, it, it's so weird. There was, I guess, in the late aughts around 2008. And this seemed to be mostly a thing for for young girls, I guess. A story uh, went around. I'm going to read to you from an article written for the website Skeptoid, which was originally published by Mike Weaver in 2013. He says, my daughter asked me the other day if there was such a condition as Alexandria's genesis. Apparently, stories of this rare genetic mutation were going around at school and on her social media sites. The claims for this mutation are quite impressive. So this is something that might happen to you. You might be born with Alexandria's genesis or or perhaps you befall it. Here's what it is. Purple eyes. Okay. No body hair except for the hair on your head. This isn't sounding terrible so far. Shimmering white skin that never burns. Again, not so bad. Lack of menstruation for women. Wouldn't hate it. While maintaining fertility, long life, good health. Uh, She was quite skeptical and with good reason (laughs) What? this sounds like some sort of a condition you would like want to get to become magical
0: that's exactly i would say this is like fanfic of something that sounds kind of awesome i mean it sounds like you're sort of like the um i don't know the the perfect beauty standard for america at least hairless the
1: specimens right well you are dead on Uh uh-huh the origin of alexandria's genesis is from fan fiction oh okay you cannot find the original story anymore i did trace down where it would have been and now it's like this domain is parked free yeah it doesn't exist it was daria fan fiction oh daria weird was a cartoon show it's a spin-off what
0: I was being Daria in the intro to Daria. She uh, oh, is. Oh God! Okay,
1: <laughs> Kristen's now cosplaying as Daria. I guess.
0: I <laughs> aren't I always. Yeah. Um, Daria is in gym class, and they, you know, throw the volleyball to her, and it passes her, and then she puts her arm up. People used to call me Daria in high school.
1: Is that right? Yes. So Daria is a, Daria's a show that we would have seen in when we were in high school. Yeah. And and well, I guess somebody was writing Daria fan fiction. It's a spin off, believe it or not, of Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, it it's was a
0: kick ass show.
1: It, it, I remember really liking that show. Oh, yeah. Really liking that show. But uh, it was evidently written by uh, Cameron McQuillan, uh, who wrote it on some sort of a Daria blog. And I guess one of the characters ended up having Alexandria's Genesis. Okay. But they even, when they eventually took credit and were like, I, I came up with that. Uh-huh. people started sharing it being like, this is a condition you might have. Oh, man. They were like, it's a combination of like, you know, magical creatures and Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing was just, like, a condition that makes you special.
0: Yeah. You know? Like, beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Purple eyes. Yeah. Nobody has purple eyes. How, how...
0: Sparkling skin. Right. Hairless. Don't menstruate.
1: Frankly, I am shocked that this is on Wikipedia as an urban legend. Because yeah. this is just an invention for Daria fanfic.
0: Strange. Just, just for people to know, Daria was a, it was a cartoon show about, um, like, a teenage girl who was surly.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, like you said, we don't make the rules. Yeah. Wikipedia says that's an urban legend. We're there calling you go. it an urban legend. Alexandria's Genesis. <laughs> that's so weird. What a great, bizarre name. Yeah, I totally. Uh, and the the last urban legend that I will be talking to you about is one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. This is one that I was told as a kid and made me scared uh, a little bit for a while. The Slasher Under the Car. Oh, yeah. Which goes by other names. The ankle slicing car thief, mm-hmm. or the man under the car. Yep, uh, here, a
0: classic. This is one of the big boys.
1: This one I actually turned to one of the the creators of urban legends, mm-hmm. the, the term Jan Harold Brunvand, who covers uh, this uh, story in one of his books. Um, ironically, for what you're going to be talking about, called the baby train and other lusty urban legends. Ooh. So he says back in 1984 I received a uh, report uh, from the Midwest of the slasher under the car from a woman in Fort Wayne Indiana she heard the event happened at a shopping mall near Chicago essentially yeah a woman goes shopping alone when she comes back to her car with you know her shopping bags she opens the door and then a hand reaches out from underneath the car and slices at her ankle mm-hmm. in the shock of it all, she is either one grabbed and taken under the car herself yeah or the man under the car emerges to steal the car and drive off mm-hmm. the slicing of the ankle to begin with is really just to sort of um, shock you yeah and disorient you mm-hmm. so that he can get away. So, uh, when the slashed woman, this is back from the book, when the slashed woman reached down toward her injury, the man grabbed her hands and pulled her under the car, which that, that makes me think of like horror stories. I know I've seen before where like somebody pulls somebody under a bed and then they disappear almost into another realm or something like that cars are low to the ground you know
0: i know that's the thing it's you wouldn't be able to do that
1: no another version from 1984 pinpointed the crime site as a mall in crown point indiana oh wow this guy jan harold brunvand really was a collector of all this folklore yeah and so occasionally he was able to pinpoint like i heard this about this particular place Mm -hmm. which is fun because urban legends are typically treated as generally as humanly possible yeah uh, and have no true origin. Right. This attacker would roll out from under a woman's car, cut her ankles, and then steal both the packages and the car. <laughs> Evidently, a woman in Ohio also wrote to Jan Harold Brodvand about it, and she had raised some pretty good questions. She wondered how the slasher would know that a lone woman had driven the car to the mall, and that she would return alone. It's a good question. Why wouldn't the woman shout out for help? Mm-hmm. Why does the man hide under the car... Rather than waiting inside. Yeah. Right? And why does he slash at the ankles? There are a few answers All to right. this question. All fair questions. And they're answers that I think uh, have been essentially created by other people telling the story. Yeah. Recognizing the same plot hole. Right. And then supplying uh, a, a, a new story beat that satisfies yeah. the, the question. Like these stories, urban legends to me more than anything. Is they are social storytelling mm-hmm. that get refined person by person by person uh, until they are all of a sudden just like a pure unimpeachable <laughs> scary tale.
0: Right, and then that just gets passed on. Then
1: that just gets. Pa- I'm sure some people embellishes other things where it's like he's dressed like Santa, right, and he slashes her ankle, and then maybe that got told a few times, and people were like stopped. Being obsessed with that one. Ditch the Santa. It's like evolution. So that strain of the story dies. Right. And the prime version moves on. Survival of the fittest. The good, pure, scary story is left. Yeah. Um, Women appeared to be the chief narrators of this legend, using it to warn others against patronizing certain malls Mm. or uh, against parking a long distance from other cars, especially at night. So again, cautionary tales. Yeah. Be careful. Have your wits about you. Check under your cars. Uh, don't travel alone at night. And and honestly, it's good safety advice packaged yeah. as a horrific a what story. if.
0: And it's interesting and not really surprising that the urban legend is specifically about a woman This happening to. I know. Because women are the subject of so much violence and stuff. And Absolutely. And like we... Do you have to look out a little bit more.
1: I, I the first time that I ever heard, it, maybe it was even with you. I'm I'm not sure. Or one of my I was friends. I've always been friends mostly with women. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned like that thing of holding your keys between your knuckles. Oh yeah. I heard that when I was in my teens, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking? No one ever told me that. And I they were know. like, "Yeah, you're not a girl."
0: I know it's really messed and up, and
1: it like it like made me like cringe. Like, oh my god, there's a whole other rule set and social strata that is applied for women uh, because you have to be cautious and fearful all the goddamn time yeah i'm sure there are a million and one that i don't know but i remember hearing that one and being like holy shit
0: yeah i know it's really screwed up
1: yeah um the earliest report jan harold brunvand ever got was from the
0: 1950s a lot of these
1: urban legends seem to come from the 50s this would be when this initial term was sort of being coined yeah um but he says in march 1991 as he talks about a million different instances of this i thought this one stood out to me Mm -hmm. in march 1991 the asbury park press Mm. quoted police statements denying rampant rumors about this crime happening at the freehold raceway mall Ah. Which is hell of a mall. It's a hell of a mall. Yeah, it's one of the further malls for us, but it's a yep. big one. Oh yeah, it's a big mall.
0: Yep, and it, it has uh, what's it called a merry-go-round in it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it, that was almost like a destination mall. Yeah, to go to when I was a teenager. Or totally. something like that. I love seeing something like this when it like hits closer to yeah. home, and you're like, oh my god. I know. People thought that the 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 ankle slicing car thief was under cars at Freehold. Right, that's ridiculous. Um. He slashes his victim's Achilles tendon yeah, so they cannot run.
0: That's what I figured. That's like a a big one where you're like really bleed hardcore.
1: This I distinctly remember Mm -hmm. a kid telling me about in Missouri Uh when we lived there. I don't remember the context. I wasn't driving a car when I was 13. But the notion was, and and it was less about this guy's going to steal your car. This was more of like the way it was told to me. Like, there are just people out in the world who want to hurt you. Yeah. Right. And so he was like, Oh, you got to be careful walking past cars at night because somebody might reach out and cut your Achilles tendon, Mm -hmm. which, as it was described to me, and I don't know if this is true, would make your foot just not work. I don't know. (laughs) You snip that. Yeah. And below the ankle, it all just falls limp. That's
0: scary. I think I thought it was just that it's like a major artery or blood sores or something so you just like bleed out very quickly and so you're really messed up i
1: mean tendons don't, don't carry know. blood but other stuff that, i mean yeah you're right it's a big chunk doesn't of, make any sense it's a big chunk of flesh or yeah. whatever there yeah you don't want that severed yeah but uh it was described to me that way because like if you even then like fell mm-hmm. to the ground you couldn't even push yourself back up on your feet yeah because it's like you're trying to like balance yourself self on top of like ventriloquist doll
0: yeah, that shoes. makes sense. Yeah, I guess I've just always equated with like instant incapacitation in some, or quick incapacitation in some way.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah. that that scared the hell out of me. That is uh, there, there, I remember I, I have looked under cars uh-huh. and then tried to get in them from way too far away when yeah. I was 13. Yeah, know. yeah. But uh, it it never had the association of like this guy's gonna drag me under the
0: car. Yeah, like it
1: never had it never had like other frightening connotations.
0: No, I mean I I guess I never thought about it before or thought about it as an urban legend. But I've also yeah. been aware of the idea of somebody being under your car and slashing the backs of your ankles. Yeah, again,
1: the the original urban legend concept was that it's told you as if it's a story that actually happened. Yeah, some of these remember. don't really have. A cut and dry story, they're a concept that mm-hmm. people would be like, I heard somebody hides under your car and will cut your ankles. Is that yeah. really a story? Yeah, it have a beginning, middle, and end, right? This isn't like this happened to this person, I yeah, know. it's
0: not like the hook man or something, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. A couple was on Lover's Lane, right? But uh, so for that reason, it probably wouldn't satisfy the original original definition, mm-hmm. although young Harold Brunvan does cover it in the baby train books, so yeah, true. I guess it did rise up, yeah, um. Evidently, uh, people uh, talking about this concept and, like, calling in reports and being paranoid and stuff got so rampant at some point that it did become part of general warning pamphlets from the police in, like, Michigan. Oh, really? Where they're Like, be careful of your cars. We've heard that some people are sneaking under cars and they'll cut your ankles to then get you- – like, it Yikes. became – it became true. Yeah. It became a true safety tip. Right. Even though it was fake to begin with. Snopes, for the record, like, says it never happened.
0: I guess it's like it certainly can't hurt to tell people to be careful getting into their cars. Certainly. I suppose. So, certainly. Whatever.
1: Um, uh, now, Snopes says never, never happened. Mm-hmm. Snopes says nope. Um, yeah. But something weird happened, Kristen. Okay. I like to, I've, I've lately enjoyed putting something on our screen yeah. on our set when we record, something that is like evocative of one of the topics. Right. Somehow. And I was like, I wonder what image I could have for this ankle cutter. God, guy.
0: somebody with a sliced Achilles tendon, you sicko. <laughs> I want to see
1: that. I Googled uh, uh, ankle slasher in mm-hmm. your car. And instead of getting some image evoking the urban legend, I got a genuine news headline. Yeah. Snopes says it never happened. And maybe they're right. Mm -hmm. But I did find this headline from the Daily News from 2016. Quote, man arrested for hiding under cars to touch women's feet. Oh, God. Claims, I was hiding under the vehicle simply for the visual.
0: That doesn't help. Doesn't help at
1: all. Jesse M. Johnson was arrested for disturbing the peace last week when he snuck under a 48-year-old woman's car in an Aldi parking lot. As she went to get in her car, she felt a hand grab her ankle. Oh, my God. I was hiding under the vehicle simply for the visual. Well, then then why'd you
0: grab? "Eh."
1: He said after his arrest, claiming he only looked and never touched her feet. She shrieked in terror as the strange man rolled out from under her car. This is terrible. Before fleeing on foot. I just have this weird addiction and odd behavior, he said. I don't know why. Which is th- the, the horror in and of, of itself. I am compelled to.
0: Ugh.
1: So he maybe didn't slice her ankle to steal her car.
0: No, but he <clears throat> hid under her car and then grabbed her. As
1: recently as seven years ago, a man hid under a car
0: Ugh. and so, grabbed
1: at someone's ankles when yeah. they went back. God. Uh so maybe the literal slasher under the car didn't happen, mm-hmm. but like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: No, that's so freaky. Nightmare. Yes. True nightmare. Now, the other the other listings in the A section mm-hmm. of the Urban, Leg- uh, the Urban Legends Wikipedia page, uh, one is Annabelle. Yep. Which uh, Kristen and I immediately were like, oh, we've done that before. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that before.
0: No, we 100% have. Are you sure? I'm positive because I remember I was telling you about it and you were like, I'm genuinely getting a chill.
1: I'm really? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't see the episode number for that then. Okay. And Area 51, which we covered in episode 89 of Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. So everybody, uh, go find the Annabelle one. I was going to try to provide Let people with sources and stuff.
0: Why don't you start telling them about Patreon, and I'm going to see if I can find it in my notes. Okay, we're going to see if Chrissy can prove me wrong. But until then. That... No, I'm, I am absolutely positive.
1: God, I hope m- more than anything. I think I it was hope when I was still handwriting it. notes. Yeah, see, you can't find any evidence.
0: I think it was Annabelle and the Easter Bunny, I think that's what this episode was. Could that be? I'm gonna find it. Don't worry. God, I hope not. <laughs> God, I, I hope I'm I, right. I could be wrong, but I have no doubt in my mind that I told you about Annabelle. Because
1: I was gonna say otherwise. I bet Annabelle could be its own episode.
0: It absolutely but could be. It's well, already been wasted. Yeah,
1: let's let's see let's see what Chrissy cooks up with. Yeah. Uh, uh, but until uh, she pulls something out of her ass.
0: Episode 23: The Easter Bunny Shit. and Annabelle. <laughs>
1: how dare you, how (laughs) dare you know that?
0: Yep, episode 23.
1: You make me sick. I know. Anyway, if you're enjoying Guide to the Unknown and you want more, I have great news for you. We're 274 episodes into this entire experiment. Uh Uh, Go check it out, all major podcast apps. There's a YouTube version, youtube.com slash at Pod. Subscribe, follow, share, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We even record these episodes live, so follow at Pod to get notified about stuff like that. Yeah. But here's the deep cut good stuff. Patreon.com slash pod is where you can not only support us in our endeavor to share scary stories with the world and celebrate and have fun while we do it, yep. but you get an entire second podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch. This is such a fun show to do. Kristen and I are often watching shows, playing games, sharing like more sort of like personal kind of stories occasionally yeah. over there. And uh, there are different tiers, just like most Patreons. So go there. Whatever works best for you. Feel free to dive in. And in all likelihood, you're going to end up getting a bunch of stuff. For Mm -hmm. every single tier, you get access to our Discord, which is a private community to talk about things with a ton of people in there talking about Scream 6. Yes, obviously. There's a book club in there, which is very fun. Um, and then the higher tiers get access to the exclusive shows. If you join our demon tier, you get a new episode of the podcast every single week. The most recent episode was 95, where we watched the Unsolved Mysteries episode where they talk about Roswell. Yeah. Last week on the main show, I had covered uh, the, the true story of Roswell. And then we watched how Unsolved Mysteries did it, compared and contrasted what was exaggerated It was very, very fun.
0: Yeah, so you get to hear Robert Stack's dulcet tones alongside our own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What could be better? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Nothing could be better. (laughs) Patreon.com slash gttu pod and thank you to everybody who uh backs us there currently thank you to anybody who might consider doing in the future we greatly appreciate it yes we indeed uh depend on on you uh rely on you and thank you all so much it is so much fun doing these shows Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah genuinely can't thank you enough yeah uh please also consider uh sharing these shows however you prefer to tweeting Throw something on Facebook, Instagram stories.
0: Just texting your friend about it.
1: Absolutely. And you can always review us on Apple Podcasts, which Mm -hmm. is greatly appreciated.
0: Yeah. Thank you all so much for doing those sorts of things. Yeah. All right. So let's move on over to the bees. The bees. The bee sides. The birds and the bees, as a matter of fact. Because as you mentioned, I have the baby train. No.
1: The baby train. (laughs) To
0: start off with. But the baby train was created by the birds and the bees.
1: What is the birds and the bees? What are they doing? I feel like
0: they're... Isn't this a story of love? Like the birds and the bees and that's how babies happen or something? That's
1: the shorthand for like I told him about the birds and the bees. But yeah. they don't do anything together, the birds and the bees. I don't think so. I assume there's something to do with pollination.
0: Mm, but mm. where do the birds come in?
1: <laughs> twigs and berries. A
0: hummingbird. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> well, speaking of twigs and berries... Um, This is a legend from the United States, the UK and Australia about a small town, which town it is can change, um, that experiences a baby boom because of a train passing in the night at such a time that it's too late to go back to sleep, but too early to wake up. So to pass the time, couples resort to having sex. And then this creates... A surplus of children.
1: I don't think I even understand.
0: So what they're saying is that in certain (coughs) towns that there will be a train that passes at night that has a loud whistle or whatever. That's waking everybody up and everybody's awake and like, oh, I can't go back to sleep. I shouldn't get up yet. I know. And then they have some very white. Yeah. Got it. Right. And then have like more babies in the average town because they're like on this train's path.
1: This is crazy. That's Had you ever heard really this before? All,
0: no. Uh-uh.
1: If you just heard... Baby tra- train. Baby train.
0: No, I think it was babies manning a train. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the fabled baby train.
0: Choo-choo. <laughs> is it a would, big
1: train or is it a baby-sized proportional for them train
0: let's see what am i pick? no it's a big train a big train <coughs> how are they doing that i don't know that's why it's an urban legend that's that's the mystery
1: too big too dangerous for a baby
0: yeah no i look i'm not i'm not co-signing this right. but when i hear the words baby train i'm picturing babies on a train
1: i picture uh-huh. batman returns okay Remember when buggy ding dong is piloting that little yeah. uh that little choo-choo thing and yep. stealing all the firstborn sons of Gotham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a baby train.
0: <laughs> That's a baby train for you. Yeah, you baby you're train takes right. the
1: babies away. That's what I think.
0: No, I'm, I was picturing like a baby conductor.
1: <laughs> How cheerful. <laughs> I guess what a lovely thing that you thought it was for a moment.
0: Yeah. No, but that was snatched from me.
1: I know, by this disgusting, perverse. Dis-
0: yeah, absolutely. what's wrong with you people? Have some, have some dignity. Get up, get a glass of warm milk, mm-hmm. come back in bed and sleep for an hour. Come back to your separate beds. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> your beds separate. Like we should all have. <laughs> With your separate reading lights. Yeah.
1: <laughs> directly overhead. Again, like, like Lucille Ball. Yes. Or something, right? Like, Yeah,
0: like um, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore.
1: Yes, yes. There should be no contact. Mm-hmm. Sickening. No, sickening. It's disgusting.
0: But that's basically all that it is. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, that's so stupid. It's so. D- is it real? N- no, no, no. Uh, it it seems like it is similar to sometimes factual numbers of births increasing after things like blackouts, yeah. storms, natural disasters, like stuff like that, where you're like really locked down for a while. Right. Not that you're awake for like an hour. And what you am just I gonna do? Immediately. get to it you
1: know what i would do no way
0: jose when
1: the train comes by and it wakes everybody up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. i reach over to my bedside table for my (laughs) spray bottle with water in it tell al i'll be right back and i go around the neighborhood spraying everybody no no stop that stop that
0: no that's not good
1: it's not good
0: we don't do that in this neighborhood it's too late at night (laughs) you guys are all sick i'm bringing this up at the next town hall meeting (laughs) (laughs) you're all disgusting not in my town so that that's the whole thing that's ridiculous (laughs) i know
1: people were telling each other this story
0: i guess i was very surprised to hear that that guy who writes the urban legend books or whatever jan
1: harold Brunvand.
0: of course um i
1: hope i'm pronouncing his name right j-a-n okay jan
0: yeah i think i think it is Jan for real um when i read this i assumed that this must be a a little told story because there's like nothing to it and it's so dumb i'm surprised to hear that it's you know like part of that book but
1: the the full title makes a lot more sense now the baby train and other lusty tales yeah Lusty. lusty yucky (laughs)
0: <laughs> Icky. You, I know that you're awake and it's like too early to get up, but when you factor in all the time that it takes to unbutton your pajamas that I are know. unbuttoned all the way to your chin mm-hmm. and extend all the way to the floor, should you be. shouldn't have time for anything else.
1: No, especially because most married couples, if they're doing it right, mm-hmm. they should have a bunch of mousetraps in between those two beds.
0: To make sure that nobody is getting funny in the middle of the night. No funny business. Be- <laughs> no this is for sleep yes i'm trying to rest so this story is patently ridiculous and patently false of because course. all of the god-fearing people that we know yes. would never do this sort of thing oh no. it makes me sick <laughs> all right the next one is the babysitter and the man upstairs ah, yeah. a beautiful one that you covered in episode 57 <sighs> so this is the classic like when a stranger calls sort of story where there's a babysitter, she gets a call, it's menacing, and she finds out that the call is coming from inside the house.
1: One of one of the greatest stories. It's great of all time. I've done extensive research.
0: I know to tell you so you definitely talked about the movie When a Stranger Calls in episode 57. I think and I could be wrong that you talked about really the urban legend of The babysitter and the man upstairs, separate from the movie, in another episode. But I couldn't figure out how to find it.
1: Oh, is that right? So, yeah, at some point I was dancing around doing a separate podcast Mm -hmm. about specifically urban legends. So I have done heavy, heavy research into the babysitter and the man upstairs, Mm -hmm. even so far as like looking at when phones were invented, when different you know features were tacked on, from party line to private line to two lines in the same house. And if I recall correctly, there was a real life murder.
0: Yeah, I know you talked about this. I, I don't know what we called it. I couldn't find it.
1: Interesting. But. Yeah. So it's in our archive somewhere. If, if somebody mm. knows, uh, let us know because I would yeah. like to point people uh, there at least. Yep. But uh, this is one of my uh, by far favorite stories. It is It is um, part of the, the skeletal structure that eventually gave us Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think of as really just a new evolution. Yeah. A, a new, more modern variety. A new nightmare. Of a new nightmare. A new modern variety of that original urban legend. Yeah. It used to be if you were getting a threatening phone call, you knew you were safe for now. Mm-hmm. Because the man threatening you over the phone Isn't- was tethered with a yeah. wire to the phone's base somewhere far away. Right. With two lines, oh, my God, he might be calling from within the house. Mm-hmm. And then scream with cell phones, very astutely realize, well, shit. Now they could
0: be in your house or right outside. Th-
1: delivering a threatening phone call could be breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, love this myth. Uh, truly scary. Uh, can't get enough of it, to be honest.
0: It's a beautiful one. Yeah. Okay, so this next one is the back rooms, which yeah. I think is weird to call an urban legend.
1: Totally agreed.
0: It's a a fully fictional story and nobody even purported that it's real or anything. Like it it was just created online. So this is a concept that started in a 2019 4chan thread about, uh, and the thread was about unsettling images. And... Somebody said, like, oh, post images that are, like, unsettling or make you feel feel like ease. And in that thread, the concept of liminal spaces came up early and then caught on. So this is kind of an internet-y sort of term, liminal spaces, or at least this interpretation of it, um, of usually, like, bustling places being empty and feeling weird. So, like, an office full of empty cubicles, empty high school hallways, things like that. Um... Now this concept caught on and became really a big thing over on Reddit, which is the home of creepy pastas, and got adapted into the concept of the back rooms. It was said over on Reddit that you could pass out of reality in certain areas and end up in what they called the back rooms, a seemingly endless maze of office rooms and office spaces. And what they, they initially referred to just like ending up in the back rooms as no clipping into the back rooms. You know what that is? I
1: think so. I, I, I think, thought you might. Yeah. This is like a very video gamey. Yeah term so like um I'll, I'll just try to make it as dumbed down as possible because i'm not even sure that i could well
0: I have, a, I have a really short explanation for it it's like if mario if you know
1: it's like if mario falls through the floor of a level which, yeah. can, which can happen in some games like in grand theft auto 5 you might all of a sudden like you know you crash your car into a wall and you perfectly hit the seam Mm-hmm. Between two different parts of the wall, and your character goes through it. Yeah, and then you're seeing the video game world from the bottom up, right. and it doesn't look right from down there. Yeah, you're seeing the underside of that game's reality.
0: Yeah, you've like passed through reality, and it was called that because you could turn off the clipping function on some.
1: games. Oh, I guess clipping is like how something has boundaries, right? Yeah. Like if if there's clipping. Like you can't walk through a wooden door. Right. You have to turn the knob and push it open and then you can go through the open doorway. Mm-hmm. I guess if you turned off clipping, you could walk through the door. It has no more boundary to it yeah. than air.
0: Yeah. So they called it no clipping. Gotcha. That you okay. could just end up in the back rooms. Gotcha. Um, so this is obviously a really <coughs> fun and freaky concept and people have run with it and they've written stories about... Creatures that might live in the back rooms, different levels of the back rooms, um, and there are just like tons of stories and videos out there about them. And it seems like one of the earliest mentions of them in April 2019 by an anonymous user on a paranormal board on 4chan, uh, which was in response to that post about unsettling places, is this one image that's taken at like almost like a Dutch angle, which is like sort of a diagonal angle of an office space with like those you know rectangular lights on the ceiling that are recognizable to a lot of people that is cleared out of cubicles and everything and has this like kind of weird yellow lighting and people really grasped onto this particular photo and then a ton of things sprung out from that this is like the origins of the back room
1: that's interesting Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah because it is very like uh the de- like an empty office place disgusting industrial yeah yellow fluorescent lighting that But like makes yellow you feel,
0: yellow yeah. yeah
1: that makes you feel like icky and, and gross
0: yeah like yeah. headachy. um and so in reply to that picture inspired by the picture another anonymous user wrote this if you're not careful and you no know clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms, where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum humbuzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in, uh, to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell heard you.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Um. So This guy named Chris Freeward saw this on 4chan Couldn't stop thinking about it And then he's the one who brought it over to Reddit's Creepypasta where it really Took off and people started writing stories based on the same picture or using new ones as springboards for different backrooms stories. So there's a full backroom subreddit now and also a true backrooms subreddit, which is for stories that are purely about the original photo.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Uh, so just the straight up backrooms is home to stories, images, and videos about spaces that could just be conceptually related, like abandoned hotels and tunnels. So like anything that they see is that sort of like liminal space somewhere that should be bustling and busy but isn't maybe it's part of a different dimension or reality seems like
1: it's almost always some sort of a man-made place yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah no that's true um, and then true backrooms is only for stories based on the original photo, that yellowy photo, and then maybe adjoining rooms or hallways, but they all maintain that same yellow lighting vibe and office setting. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And um, this this guy who brought it over to Reddit, uh, Chris Freeward, thinks that it's caught on because of the the familiarity of the concept. Especially in the early 2000s, there were all these weird, like, very 80s and 90s relics around that just sort of felt out of place. And they were oftentimes empty because of it. And, a lot, like, a lot of us have seen that sort of thing before. And it is weird.
1: An abandoned office building mm-hmm. that's just sort of sitting there. An entire yeah. floor of a building that's not in use. Right. It does make me think of that urban legend thing, which I think we talked about in, our, in episode 13, mm-hmm. a million years ago. The 13th floor. Ah, yeah. How some buildings have a 13th floor it's just not in use right it's sitting there yeah it is very
0: much like that yeah yeah really strange and then i wonder if it could almost be like the uncanny valley concept but applied to places instead of people yeah like it's unsettling but intriguing at the same time like there's just something that's not quite right and not quite real about it there is
1: something and and like i you know we have both worked in office buildings Mm -hmm. i've worked late i've worked on weekends oh yeah it's like a lot of Office buildings are designed to be as almost like hollow and vanilla as possible. Yeah, this is why people decorate their cubicles because mm-hmm. you've got to find some way to personalize this otherwise very generalized corporate tacky, yeah, hollow industrial. Like this desk works; it is solid. You put your computer on it. Done. Right. It is beige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like everything is yeah. kind of ugly. Yeah, and if you dim it a little bit or if you remove all the furniture in this case totally it gives it such an uncomfortable there's not a chair to sit in yeah like you would have to just like if, if you walked around trying to find your way out like blair witch getting lost in the woods that seemed to loop infinitely
0: <laughs> right you don't the always just be changing
1: you don't even have a log to sit on yeah <laughs> you have to sit on the same stretch of floor mm-hmm. forever yeah it's nothing
0: totally i used to I used to work on Saturdays in an office building and nobody else was there and I loved it I loved it it was so fun um so fortuitously this week they just announced that there is going to be a backrooms movie from Kane Parsons who's a YouTuber who has taken the concept and the original backrooms Like yellow lit room that we were just talking about and made videos of like weird creatures and things within the, you know, the hallways and the rooms or whatever.
1: Did you watch this short film? No. I have not seen it. Mm -mm. My understanding of it is that it's like pretty ingeniously made that like the the constructed hallways are um, modeled. They're like 3D Mm -hmm. modeled. But then he has motion tracked the camera. So that any time that he sort of like moved his head to look around a corner, the movie character, it's almost like a found footage type Mm -hmm. feeling where you're just seeing this first person perspective. Yeah. Like it's very, it's not smooth moving cameras. It's a little bit of shaky cam. Yeah. Like you are the person who's running through this hallway. And so the camera will bob as... You you your head bobs because you're running. Yeah, you know.
0: I mean that's awesome, and it, it's not in the article that I. No, no, here it is. Never mind. So, um, Kane Parsons is only 17 years old. Yeah, and he's going to work on this during his summer vacation.
1: I I love. This.
0: I know. I've
1: seen many people online. Now I can't pretend that you know. Uh, y- you look at me and you know I'm I'm aging mm-hmm. uh, rapidly. Aren't we all? Like an old plum in the sun.
0: Aren't we all?
1: I uh, cannot pretend to be some young buck. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people online being like, he's 17 and he's getting his own movie. Who
0: cares? And and
1: I'm like, one, I kind of, I get that. Mm -hmm. I can get that sort of jealousy. Yeah. But also, yo, he hit something really, really cool. I
0: think if you got it, you got it.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations and crush it. I, 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 I will definitely... Uh I, Now I really am interested. Mm-hmm. Uh One thing that I wanted to do, because I, I thought it was a <laughs> showing. I thought it was a game. I thought it was a video game. Okay. So I tried to find it.
0: I had literally never heard of this before. Okay. So, you know. I, I knew it very, you're, you're very not distantly. more out of it than I am.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a video game. So I looked. I tried to find it. Kristen. Whoa. <laughs> there are dozens of video it games called huge. back Backrooms. You know, subtitle backrooms, that subtitle. Yeah. Too many that I, for me to, I don't have enough time. Like, what's the one? Yeah. I need the one. Yeah. But I I guess what I'm gathering from you is that similar to the SCP Foundation, which we totally reminded me of the SCP Foundation. It's less of a singular thing and more of a platform for stories that a million people have taken in different directions. And I guess Kane Parsons Mm -hmm. particular iteration seems to be the singular one that hit for film.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. But
1: somebody else might have the one that works for games. Exactly. A million people might have short stories that each individually really like crush. Mm-hmm. Um, but his is the one that's gonna work for movies.
0: Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's that's very what interesting. It seems like and he's gonna get to work with James Wan on it, which is totally awesome. That's
1: amazing.
0: I know, I know. Um, also, if you're curious about the SCP files, we talked about those in episode one forty seven.
1: Yeah, good. A, a go similar check that kind out. of
0: concept. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is very fun, um, is The Bandage Man. Oh. Uh, have you heard about this before ever? I, no,
1: but I, I, I love either. I love that name.
0: This has been great, this Wikipedia thing, because there's a bunch of stuff. I, well, I guess this week. I think that the, the first time we did, I think I did know the things I talked about, but I'd never heard of any of these things before. That, that's so why, why I love fun. this, because usually yeah. on
1: Guide to the Unknown, we're sort of like picking the topics based on our whims, our, our feelings mm-hmm. of like, I want something ghosty this time. Right. I like that we occasionally have something where we're like, they're gonna tell us what we're gonna look at. Totally. It, it is it is a little bit refreshing mm-hmm. uh, to, to to get to experience things that I've never
0: heard of before, ever, ever, ever. No, I didn't know about any of these things. So my source for the bandage band was westsideportlandinsurance.com, which i love good god and kudos to these business writers finding ways to insert weird stuff onto their website and in their job
1: i love seeing people find places for horror in their everyday lives i know uh, uh wendy's i because we're all so tired after the vacation we're like screw it we're getting wendy's uh-huh. for dinner one night and i got a kid's meal and it was scooby-doo themed
0: yeah there's no movie out there's no, no nothing out fun. well velma
1: I guess, the but HBO it was it show? certainly wasn't Velma theme. Yeah, yeah. It's just spooky stuff. Because spooky, stuff, spooky slaps. stuff is fun. Who cares if it's February? Spooky stuff. Hell Find yeah. the places for scary stuff.
0: Totally. So this this writer found a way to, to shoehorn in some Hell scary yeah. stuff on their insurance website. It was for Halloween, but even so I, don't care. I think it's, it's very great. weird. Um, So the Bandage Man apparently haunts an unused piece of highway near Cannon Beach in Portland, Oregon. It seems like the story originated in the 50s as a campfire tale told by teens who had the perspective of the monster movie boom, um, which if is surmised inspired the Bandage Man's mummy like appearance. They said that he was a logger who was cut to pieces in a sawmill accident and I guess the full body bandages are just holding him together. (laughs) He smells like rotting flesh and is known to jump into vehicles passing by on the quiet road. Mostly pickup trucks and convertibles with the top down for ease, but if he's in a persistent mood, he'll punch out the window of a normal car to try to climb his way in. Sometimes stinky smelling bandages are left behind in his wake. (laughs)
1: Too stinky. (laughs) Too stinky. I like that that's indicated as some sort of a problem right like the rest of that it. that is a problem the rest of it be you know be it what it may <laughs> yeah. but but you left these stinky bandages behind Ugh. not just any bandages these ones are stinky
0: they're stinky and smelly um it seems like it's all just to mess with people there aren't really reports of him like you know full-on harming people
1: yeah yeah yeah. this is uh, truly just a spooky story that people
0: told each other totally except there are more violent stories of him eating dogs oh But I guess he's not interested in eating people. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a clear cautionary tale of... No, there definitely isn't. It's just that if you ride on this road, the bandage man might come screw with your car, basically. Well, that stinks. Um, So this insurance website goes on to say that they got the story from an anonymous woman post... Or this story that I'm about to say, excuse me. They got this story from an anonymous woman posting in a local paranormal group. Mm. Quote. I've been aware of this story for over 40 years, for I was a child in the community where it got its start. I knew some of the family of the kid that first encountered the bandage man. (laughs) There was an old road that for all the years I was growing up was known as Bandage Man Road. Awesome. Love it. I love that. It was just an old section of highway one Oh one that had been, that had been bypassed when a new section was put in place, but it was still accessible and wasn't very long, just a short loop off of the highway. And the whole thing from end to end could be driven in maybe five minutes or so. This loop of road was a popular place for local kids to go park and make out. This was around 1960 to 1961. That is where the story started. One night, two of the local kids were up there doing just what teenage boys and girls do. So talking respectfully. Maintaining a healthy distance. Absolutely. Uh, When they they are parked on dark, lonely roads. Still holds. I don't care what kind of road you're parked on. Leave room for the Lord. (laughs) The boy had an old Chevy pickup and his girl and he were sitting in the cab. All of a sudden, they felt the truck sort of lean, like something was moving around in the bed of the truck. They turned to look out the rear window and their looking back was a bandaged face with only some, with only some weird looking eyes showing through the eye holes in the bandages. The bandaged figure started beating on the glass and the top of the cab. The kid started his engine, got it in gear, and tore out of there, his girlfriend screaming in terror as the man in the back continued his pounding. Any of you who have been to Bandage Man Road or Cannon Beach know how curvy the roads are and to drive them at high speeds is dangerous. On they went after what seemed an eternity, they made it to downtown Cannon Beach, where the boy's family owned a service station that they lived next door to in the greenhouse. Once they got there, they looked in the back and the bandaged figure was nowhere to be seen.
1: Hmm. So this this evokes another classic urban legend known as The Vanishing Hitchhiker, Mm -hmm. which is the name of Jan Harold Brunvan's first book.
0: Ah, very good.
1: It was like the preeminent urban legend of its time. The idea being very simply... You are driving, there's a hitchhiker, you pick him up. When you get to the destination, you look back and he's not there anymore. It was a ghost you picked up.
0: I feel like every fifth episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark had basically an, a, a vanishing, vanishing. Hitchh- hitchhiker story. Yeah, it's
1: very Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman, you know. Yep. So it's similar to that. The mm-hmm. the bandage man might, you know, show up, hop in your pickup truck and, yeah. and beat up your car. Right. And then just disappear inexplicably. Yeah. That That's very weird.
0: I know. For what purpose? It seems like the bandage man is just getting his kicks.
1: It does make me wonder could there have been some sort of a logging accident there? Like is it a very super specific localized incident that occurred once? A long, long time ago.
0: I know the logging accident of it all seems kind of specific, but then again, if there is a logging facility, like that's a big fear that something like that would happen. So yeah, it could that's just definitely be true. Purely just a, a legend. Or that's whatever. totally
1: true. Yeah, because the the roads are so windy. Maybe it arises from some sort of a you better drive carefully. True. Right, but mm-hmm. driving too carefully means the bandage man might. Yeah, I, yeah. Because sure. if you're driving
0: slowly on the road, then he'll hop into your convertible. Yeah, I, so. I'm
1: thrilled to hear it but i'm puzzled
0: (laughs) same here i don't really get it um but the article wraps up with at bill higley insurance we cover a lot of things with our amazing deals on car insurance but not a haunted chevy and was he first spotted in the 1950s or 60s and why does he just scare teens on a deserted highway we may never know happy halloween everyone Happy Halloween, Bill Higley. I know. Good for them. Good
1: deals. Use promo code GTDUPOD at <laughs> Billhigley.com or whatever. That'd be amazing. I, I don't know. Yeah. I um yeah, I love that. I Me love too. that. Me too. Why the fifties and the sixties,
0: mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah.
1: I uh the Jan Harold Brunvan stuff started around the the 1950s and sixties. Mm-hmm. It's post war right. uh, and baby boom. Yep. There are a lot of kids. An actual
0: baby boom. An
1: actual baby. Yeah, not no baby trains. stuff. Yeah. There's a real baby boom. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people that have uh, uh, some time to, yeah. to kill. There's no war happening right. right now. And this is the sock hop yeah uh so kids are necking Mm -hmm. and they're telling each other scary stories because it's it's exciting
0: it's It's awesome it's fun to be spooky and like this article said they have the context of like the universal monster movies so they have this like pretty recent example of scary stuff to draw from
1: yeah that was like
0: huge and like almost ubiquitous
1: yeah you're right you're right yeah that's very fun it's awesome awesome i love it i love urban legends so goddamn much
0: they're great. I really, really love these episodes.
1: I even love the Bandage Man concept. Like, there's I a know. lot of ickiness surrounding the um, the mummy, mm-hmm. right? Like, what we're we're trying to say that like the death rituals right. of a culture are a monster.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now this is and just any a time guy holding tried to dance together around it.
1: Yeah, this is just some dude. Who's held together with bandages. This is an American mummy, damn it.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> because I guess his body was like bisected or more than bisected multiple times by a logging machine.
1: I'm not sure how a logging machine logging machine cut every single limb. It, does he move a little bit jangly and un- ungainly? No
0: description of that. There's a little know.
1: dark man in there. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with this. I like an American mummy. Me too. Good, clean American mummy who you can be good and scared of <laughs> yeah. without you don't fear You not have to feel of...
0: bad about. Yeah, yeah, you don't have
1: to feel any guilt yeah
0: this guy's a brute. That's what we're looking for. He
1: punched my Chevy.
0: Yeah, and he left stinky bandages behind. When you're
1: riding in a Chevy and you feel something heavy. Bandage man. Bandage man.
0: Bandage man. Bandage man.
1: Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Guide to the Unknown. Mm-hmm. Please consider spreading the word. Hit the like, thumbs up, tweet, share, whatever. All that stuff. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yes. Patreon.com slash GTTUpod for the secret side, mm-hmm. the back rooms of Guide to the Unknown. Oh, my God. Follow at GTTUpod to be notified of new episodes. Are when we're going live and you can also follow us yep
0: i'm at chillin Kristen.
1: i'm at the myth traveler we'll see you next time for more everybody until mm-hmm. that time comes we must travel
0: back to the netherworld go <laughs> uh. uh. rip it i hope that there are cool urban legends about the netherworld